Welcome to the Known Legacy Podcast, by Dads for Dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your host, Bill and Travis. Do you ever feel the time of my life and I never feel like this before? Sorry. Nobody puts Travis in the corner. <laughs> nobody. Nobody puts That's an old movie. That's, that's like, I think there was like a classic 25 years or 30 years. I don't even know. Oh, man. Those movies, like back then, the movie sucked back then. I have no doubt about it. But um, just the opportunity to go back, like we watched uh, Can't Buy Me Love. It was oh, Girls' dude, Night at the House. I actually used to like that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was like so... Because would you not have traded $1,000 to date that girl? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. These guys Absolutely. are like, wait a about We're not talking about anything wrong. <laughs> you got to watch the movie. It's situational. But dude, like back there in those days, it was just so much fun. It's so innocent. It was innocence, man. It, there was yeah. just innocence. And, you know, now I'm older and I see all the sexual innuendos in all of those movies. And I'm like, oh, my God, my kid... <laughs> Kids can't watch them. Oh, there's so many things like that. There's so much, so many movies like that that I'm like didn't realize that the innuendo was so bad because the innocence was there. But so uh, it makes me think about this though. Last week I was I was out somewhere and um, we're, we're with a group of teenagers uh, just kind of talking, and there were two teenagers over on the other side, as a guy and a girl, and they were just innocently talking. And it was so funny because when uh, I, I just I stopped and looked at the kids and I was like, man, he's, I think he's macking on her. Macking. And the kids looked at me like, like a big Mac. They were like, what does Mac mean? (laughs) And I was like, you guys don't know what Mac means. That's radical dude. I was like, and immediately I felt old. And you know, like you have those movies where all sounds like flashbacks all that time (laughs) to when you're looking at kids who were wearing, you know, those like pipe skater jeans and playing hacky sack. And I'm like, Wait, these kids weren't even alive when those jeans were invented. No. Like, and, and I'm like, wait, these kids are still, t- they were eight, the oldest one was like maybe 20. And I'm like, man, I was in high school when that word, and I was like, time just moved so fast. And, and it was funny because even at that moment, I started thinking about life and graduation and dreams and then marrying my wife and then having kids and then moving and then moving again. And it then, goes so quick. And all of a sudden you're like, man. And then I realized, and it brought me up to today, and I was like, wow, this is busy. Yeah. Like I've just been running and I just am like, it it made, it's funny how something as simple as saying Mac, (laughs) you know, like made me think about like, man, we've been running and it's just busy. And I, and and I'm I'm fighting it now, like trying to not be busy because in 20 more years, someone's going to say some phrase and I'll be like, that old, those kiddos, you know, whatever. (laughs) Oh, you know what it is today? I guarantee lit. Lit. I hate that phrase. And my, oh my daughter gosh. uses it all. That's so lit. And I'm like, you are going to hate that phrase. Yeah. And we're like, going to make fun of you. The gro- the groovy. Oh, that's groovy. You know, from the, I don't that's know. That's groovy, baby. The, 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 the bad old days, you know. But no, I think, I, and I think there's a lot of things that culturally phrases that are passed down to us that are just kind of a part of our our our, our, our history. Um, and there's some family phrases too, like my dad. Okay. Um, one of the things that when I was growing up, um, he, one of the things that he pressed into me is like, once you make a commitment, you see that commitment through. Once you make a commitment, you see that commitment through. And kind of the phrase that he used to encapsulate that was, son, it builds character. You know, I was, a, okay, I don't, I don't want to go here, but I'm going to go here. So I was fifth grade and uh, I sang like an angel and I was a part of an all boys choir. 
You were? I was. Cantorai. Thank you very much, Rockford. If you're listening, Cantorai, all boys choir. <laughs> all boys choir. And we went to Japan. Maybe we can get them. We were that good. We were you on went tour. to Japan? We went to Japan. Wow, Osaka, that's amazing. Our sister city. Yeah. And uh, I was in sixth grade at the time. And it was amazing. Anyways, and uh, after, the, after we went to Japan, I realized I hated the all boys choir. Hated it. And it was like why November. Oh, it's just it was Monday and Tuesday night. It was a beatdown. I'm not, I'm not that good of a singer. You know, I mean, you know, good enough to go to Japan. Well, it was with a bunch of other kids that were singing, and we had these stupid. Did you sing Mister Roboto when you were there? <laughs> no, no, we but did that, not. That that brings it way back even beyond when I was in Domo, Domo. Domo. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> um, but but like November of my seventh grade year, I wanted out. And okay. it, the commitment was like from September through May. And uh, I was like, Dad, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And he would go, Travis, you made a commitment. They're expecting you to be there. Build character. And I hated that phrase. Mm-hmm. And you know what phrase I use a lot with my kids now? What? Builds character. Builds character. <laughs> builds character. Just builds character. And I think those are like little proverbs that intentionally or unintentionally can be passed down from generation to generation. Yeah. And... Um, what I find often in, in my life and in my family is it's, it's very unintentional. Like the unintentional phrases that kind of will, will crop up during the year and all of a sudden they'll be latched onto and yeah. then they become like a mantra. Like, for instance, this past summer, and I've talked about it before, so I'm going to make this story quick. Um, at a camp, we, we talked a lot about uh, the boys were having a problem behaving as men, not as children. Yeah. And so we had this big rally with all the boys at this camp, and I talked about the importance of being an armor bearer. And an armor bearer is the guy who carries the armor for the other guy. And he, he basically has the posture of like, I got your back. Yep. And so the yep. mantra for the rest of the week was, I would yell at armor bearer and the rest of the boys would yell, I got your back. Right? That's cool. Change the entire that, yeah. dynamics of the, of the week. Well, we've started using that in my family. Right? And so like, I'll, I'll talk to the kids and, and uh, I'll mention to my daughter, I was like, sweetheart, I got your back. You know, basically whatever she's struggling with, whatever she's in, I want her to know at the end of the day, I got her back. Got I, her back. I got her back. That's cool. And she'll always say, armor bearer. So she did this on Saturday. And she goes, uh, I was like, you know, sweetheart, I just want to let you know I got your back. And she goes, armor bearer. My youngest son, Luke, who's who's nine, he, he, he stops everyone. He goes, dad, why is it a bear? Why couldn't it be like an armor lion or an armor tiger? And I'm like... Oh, well, son, it's not an armor bear, grr. <laughs> it's an armor bearer. That is which, awesome. And I'm like, that is awesome. Something that's been infused into our family. And my kid's like, I have, I have no clue. So every time we'd said it, he, he, visioned, he envisioned a bear, a, bear. a polar bear or a black bear, I'm sure, <laughs> covered in armor, in armor. <laughs> walking by us. Which, quite frankly, would be the scariest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. The unstoppable bear. Run! Run! The armor bear is around! The armor bear is here! Get away! <laughs> run away! Run away! Oh. But I think, you know, so it's... It, we're two weeks into school here in Allen, Texas, and uh, Bill and I were just talking about how fast our life has gone from, like, the summer routine to school routine and it is like we are running like even this morning I forgot a bunch of stuff at home before yeah. the podcast and it's just like I don't have time man I wake up and I'm running till 8 o'clock just to get the kids and the family outside the door before I even have a chance to start my stuff and there's so many things that I want to have a part of my routine that just don't seem to fit right now because we're running at such a crazy pace breakneck speed breakneck speed and and 
you know, and so we get it. We get it, dads, how hard it is. Well, it's so busy. Because there's things you want to do. There's language you want to create within your culture of a family. There's there's mantras that you want to press into your kids. But at the end of the day, you're running at 110 miles an hour, exhausted when you get home, just wanting a break. And we know you can't take a break until the kids are in bed. And it just gets tough. And we get that. We absolutely get it. Yeah. So, so our call is, it's, it's a new month, month of September. Most of us have started school. Some of us up north are, are maybe just beginning school or out in California, just beginning school. And, and we just want to throw out there maybe a challenge for us this month. That was my challenge horn. Wow. So every time I say that word, are you going to do that? I don't know. So maybe this, we'll is my, see. this is our challenge to you. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> I guarantee everyone's going to fast forward this part. Anyway, <laughs> um, and, and so what, what we're thinking is um, new routines offer up a great opportunity or, or new seasons um, offer up a great opportunity to bring in some new routines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In spite of the breakneck speed that we do this at, we can, we can bring in some new routines. So we were thinking Book of Proverbs. Bill, what do you know about the book of Proverbs? I love it. You know, I, I love that, you know, as we were talking about this before, the book of Proverbs really is is essentially notes from a father to a son. Yeah. Or 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 when 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 it comes from from Solomon, just the idea that 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 he's speaking wisdom to those after him. And so so whether it was a physical son or whether it was just those who were in kind of um a, uh you know, in, under his leadership, he was still, quote unquote, fathering them through these truths. And so we're going, man, why don't we allow this time to slow down a little bit? You know, whether it's whether it's even shut off the podcast at one point, and go, you know, I'm going to on my way to work. I'm going to put on my, my Bible app and just listen to proverb, you know, to, to whatever proverb is of that day. It's, it's not that hard. Right. Because, you know, with the days that are in like, 30 days has September, April, June. OK, so is it up September 30th? How September many 30th. There's 30 because we have 31 in August. Because I'm sitting around my knuckles going like August. <laughs> Again, one of those things passed on from generation to generation. Yes, yes. That I still today, I'm like, do I start with the pinky? Exactly. Or do I start where do with, I go? Where do I start? Oh. Where's the down one? Where's the up one? <laughs> Where's February fit into my hand because it's 28 days, 29 if you're lucky? You know, yeah, I, I, on, a, on a good month if you're 20. <laughs> but, but I think if we could look and go, okay, whatever day it is, we just... Click on our phones that are so today, you know, and you go, okay, that's the number that I'm going to read today. So it's September 3rd. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to read the third Proverbs. Yes. You know, and I think that's what we want to do because again, as dads, God has called us to this amazing responsibility to speak culture into our kids. Yeah. Change their culture. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and give them something bigger because the, 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 the actual world around them is screaming these mantras, you know? Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, because they have access to it 24 seven, um, we used to, I mean, think about this. When we grew up, we grew up in a time when news literally came to us twice a day. It came to us in the morning via a newspaper. And then it came to us again later that night at the five and five thirty news. And in the worst day, when the president did his State of the Union, right, he was everywhere, right, right, six, ten, thirteen, whatever channels you had, and it was like you just couldn't get away from it, right. But it didn't come like it came today, right. And and but today we have access to news twenty four seven. In fact, it gets pushed onto our phones and it creates anxiety, it creates depression, it creates stress, and and we're addicted to it. And um, those things are speaking into our kids now at a younger and younger age, and it's creating depression and anxiety in them at levels unheard of. 
Yeah, it's sad. Now. I mean, even now we're, we're thinking about depression and, and it breaks my heart because we know this is already the, the, a, a period in our season of life and a period of time in the world where depression is at, a, is at an all-time high. In fact, I just heard a story that sat in my heart about a pastor who committed suicide yeah. who was struggling with, with depression and, and whatever the situation, this is no judgment on him, but didn't seem possibly, didn't seem to have somebody to talk to. And so that's, that's part of this too. We know that guys are walking, or they're, they're, they're just doing the grind. And maybe this seems like we're running in circles, but, you know, they're just doing the grind of life and they find themselves kind of going, why? Why am I doing it? It's another season, you know, uh, sports are back up and running football. I'm back sitting on a bench every night watching my kid practice or going to games. And every night we're out. Like, you know, last week, we even, even in our family, we were out every night. That's not normal for us. We try to fight for at least one or two nights a week to just stop. Think about that for a second. Our culture has gotten so obsessed with activity that we have to fight for one or two nights a week yeah. to just get home and have dinner around a table and not have anything scheduled afterwards. Yeah, without... Like, w- that used to be the norm. Yeah. Like, the exception was one or two nights where you'd have an activity. Now, you have to fight for your right to party. <laughs> to Party. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I think that's what we're talking about now is going, how do we, you know, take time to stop? I, I think it's a hard issue first when it comes to us. Like when, it, when, when we mean that dads, we mean taking the time to simply stop and whether it's the morning or whether it's the evening, but recognize that there is a God in charge of the schedule and whether you give yourself 10 minutes to read over a proverb and say, God, I'm going to give you this time. Like I'm choosing to say nothing else is as important right now than just stopping with you. Yeah. Because again, if we're not sitting at the feet of the father, let's be careful what we're sharing with our kids when they sit at our feet. Yeah. And it's just, and again, there's been great things passed down to many of us from our dads and from our families and even from our schools and our culture. I get it. But we and, and, and going back to Proverbs, Solomon was a guy who literally was given a choice by God, ask whatever you want and I'll give it to you. You want riches? I'll give you riches. You want land? I'll give you land. And Solomon comes back and he goes, I just want wisdom. I just want wisdom. Yeah. And so here this guy towards the end of his life is realizing one of his highest callings is passing this wisdom on to his kids, the next generation. And I guarantee dads that are running right now, even with infants or even with young kids or even high school kids, there will come a moment when there's no more alarms going off that you have to get kids ready for school because they're already at college and your house is empty. And you'll have this gut check moment of going, crap, did I give them the wisdom that, that that I needed to? Did I give them the wisdom I wanted to? Yeah. Has the window closed on that opportunity to, to help shape their perspective on failure, to help shape their perspective on risk, to help shape their perspective on success? Is that already passed? And that's why, again, I, I, I just I, I want to challenge us. I'm waiting for it, Bill. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I want to challenge us to say, <laughs> do you ever have that moment in life when you regret something? <laughs> like, you wanna, like you just did it. We just want to punch some guy <laughs> with the other microphone. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we're going to um, offer up an opportunity 
to uh <laughs> I don't have anything for opportunity. <laughs> That's good. That was good. Um to just reset, resettle and get into the word of God again on a very simple way. Yeah, on a very simple way. Yes. So Solomon, he's starting off with this this whole book, Proverbs 1. It, 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 and listen to what he says in Proverbs 1, verse 8. He says it this way, and I think this is a call for us, all of us, whether moms or dads or whatever, to say, you and I have a high calling to speak wisdom into the life of our kids because their life experience isn't enough to have wisdom by itself. And so we have to bring wisdom there. And this is what he says to his sons. He says this, listen, my son, to your father's instructions and do not forsake your mother's teachings. They will be a, uh, a, a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not give in to them. And if they say, come along with us, let us lie and wait for someone, someone's blood. Let us while away some harmless soul. Let's swallow them alive like the grave. And he just goes on to, to like have these hard conversations with their kids about like, you're going to have temptations and opportunities to do evil. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Let the teachings of your mom and your dad be like a, a blessing to you, an adornment to you, to give you wisdom and grace and to become something pleasing to other people, not just driven by self. Yes. And so, again, you know, um, th- that's that's kind of a heart because I struggle with this, man. I, I wake up in the morning. I go work out. I get home. I cook breakfast for the kids. We barely have enough time to all sit at the table. Then everyone's going at different times. My wife and kids, boys leave at 715. My daughter leaves at 720. My other daughter leaves at 8, 745. And then it's like, whew. And then they all get home at different times, and it's 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 crazy. Yeah, and I, you know, and we we've talked about this before. Generally, about three thousand hours a year is what we get with our kids, and they're they're on point listening to us till they're about thirteen. Now, I just read an article that says that man, there is, and, and we've already known this. So I'm, just, I mean, we all we all know this. But the reality of how important also those teenage years. So we've invested the first, you know, 13 years, 39 to 40,000 hours of time that we've had to invest. But to take that time from 13 to 18 to continue to speak. In fact, we have to put the pressure on a little bit to go, I'm going to invade. I'm not just going to wait because it was easy. That's what I'm talking about. Those first 39,000 were quote unquote easier because you could just, you, you were the superhero. Right. But. That doesn't mean that the superhero has to put away its cape. It means they have to step up and go, we have to be intentional. Right. So finding that time. But if we're not intentional to seek our wisdom from the Father, and I love this because as we're reading through Proverbs 1 uh, in verse, in verse 20, 20, it says, it says, wisdom cries aloud in the streets. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. How long, O oh simple ones, will you love being simple? This, that's when I know that it's speaking to me because it said simple ones. And so how long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate their knowledge? But if you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. Wow. I will make my words known to you. So the promise in us reading these Proverbs is he will make himself known. Right. So you're not doing this going, well, I think it's going to happen. You're not throwing a horseshoe hoping to hit it. It's you're going to, or he's a liar and none of this is true. Right. But it's true. So practically, I would say there's two different phases that that we have a chance to speak Proverbs into our kids' lives. The first phase is very much a declaration phase. Like your kids are younger. They don't fully understand what's going on. And so we have a chance to declare and they just will naturally accept it because you're dad. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so the question is, what are we declaring to our kids and are we declaring to them wisdom on how to interact with friends, how to interact with teachers, how to interact with school or hard work or taking risks? Yeah. Are we declaring to them the, the next step phase? And I would say probably around age 12, 13, maybe 11, depending on, on maturity, mm-hmm. that shifts from declaration to questioning. Because we now have the chance to ask the question that needs to be asked to help them wrestle with it so that the declaration that they heard at a younger age now becomes owned by them and and processed with them. And part of that conversation is they may come up with the wrong answer or a different answer than what you want them to have. And the temptation is going to be, dads, to look at them and say, you're an idiot, you're a kid, believe me, because I know the truth. The better approach is to continually ask questions, continue to play devil's advocate, continue to, to press on it so that they can think through their folly before they actually act on their folly. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think those are the two phrases. So wherever you are in this, dads, first is, if you it, it, younger kids, man, you have the opportunity to declare wisdom to them, declare the behaviors, to declare the postures and the attitudes that God has pressed into you that is clear throughout Scripture. The second season is to begin to ask questions, you know? So I've noticed you're hanging out with a different group of kids. What's happening there? Yeah. You may not like the answer. They may say nothing. Oh, there's something and and press on that. No, there's something that's happening there. I mean, you used to hang out with these kids and now you're hanging out with these kids. What what happened there? Yeah. You know, you know, it, it makes me think about the difference between, you know, when I was, when I was younger and we would go on canoe trips, I remember one time I was canoeing. And uh, on the map, you could see that there were, it was all these chains up in New York, the, the Saranac Lake chains. And some of these lakes were amazing. And then, then you look on the, on the map, and there was just one on the map that said Bog Pond. And you're like, okay, well, whatever it is. So we start going through. So we come off this one. I think it's a tributary. I can't remember because that sounds really good, though. <laughs> you're using a lot of words, and I'm like, yeah. wow, those sound good. I'm going to use, I'm, I, we're going through the rotary girder on the end line. <laughs> And, um, and so we went from one lake to the next. And when we got to Bog Pond, it was like literally we would start to canoe through. And there were all these like, you know, the, all the, what is it, the, the cattails and all that kind of stuff. And we're canoeing. And as I'm canoeing, I'm literally like, like the sludge. shoveling out yes. sludge on my, it was the grossest thing. And, and I was going smells. through. Yeah. And it, for some reason, now I'm even thinking about it, I'm going, as a dad, there's, I've I've not met many dads who go, you know, I just want to shovel a bunch of garbage to my kid. Right. And the problem is, so we're doing the church thing or we're not doing the church thing. And we see the desire to want to speak truth into our kids. And because we believe that God's word is true, we want to be able to cast that on our children alone. But, it, but if the last time I, I spent time in the word was three years ago, I'm probably going to hand them bog water. And what I want to hand them is clean river water. Right. And so, so I think this is the challenge to get ourselves ready for when the crisis happens, for when the trouble happens. It's, it's us investing the time now so that when we can hand this to them, we're handing them something fresh that's coming right from us, going right to God. Right. So we're a river, not a bog. Right. And I, and I think the other part of that is we all grow stale and we can all become products of ruts. Yeah. And um, man, you may have some great wisdom. But if your wisdom is tapped out at a three because you haven't continued to seek new wisdom and yeah. new understanding, yeah, they're going to hit that and go, is there anything else? You know? What's left. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, again, much like a stream flows into a, a lake that's refreshing and gives, you know, water and gives 
cooling, you know, swimming and everything else. We want to be that, that river. Yeah. And that river is only tapped into the word of God as he gives us new wisdom, as he gives us new understanding. Because I've, I've been doing this Proverbs challenge for all summer now. Nice. And there's some days I hit and there's some days I don't. And the great thing is when I miss a day. And God's mad when you miss the days. He's like so mad at you. Oh, uh, absolutely. He is. He like, cries. Why? He cries tears from the clouds <laughs> with thunder and lightning as he bowls. And just kidding. He doesn't do Not that. at all. Not at no, all. No, but, but um, it. it, it I, reading it, there's still these little phrases that pop out and, and new understanding. I'm like going, holy smokes, that is fascinating. Yeah. You know, and how, and it reminds me, people haven't changed. You know, this was written 3,000 years plus ago. Yeah, yeah. And people haven't changed. The same passion of the father's heart of telling his son, please choose your friends wisely because you you can choose some friends that will drag you out into the city and all they want to do is create mischief. Yeah. And it, it, it may end, that mischief may end at the life of someone else. Yeah. Choose your friends wisely. Is that not the cry of every single parent today? Yeah. Because we know... You want to know your future? Let me show you your future by telling you who you hang out with. Yeah, sh- show me your friends and I'll show you your future. That's the phrase, you know? And, and so in 3,000 years ago, it was the exact, exact same, same thing. thing. Dad's going, man, son, if I can just get one thing, be careful who you invest your time and friendship with. Yeah, yeah. You know, make sure that they're bringing life to people, not waiting in the sides to try and bring nefariousness. You like that word? That's a really Nefarious, good word. Nefariousness. I think they use that in uh, uh, Despicable Me Three. Oh, that's probably where I, I got think it. So that's I don't know. That's probably where. I, but but I but I I love what we're talking about and the idea of being ready. And I love that we could cast on you the promise of God that says, if you seek His wisdom, He's going to give it to you. It's not like eh, if you're good enough. Right. It's like I can guarantee that I can give you wisdom because. Proverbs 1 verse 20 to 23 states that clearly or or verse 24 states that clearly that if you call out to me, I'm literally screaming in the streets. I just need you to listen. Right. So I guess that's the challenge to go, okay, in the midst of this busy, you said you did it. You did so good. So uh, in the midst of this busy time, we, we are giving you the challenge. I'm speeding it up. You sped it up like, <laughs> to to take take the next thirty days. Now you might not hear this until halfway through. Right. That's okay. Just take the day that you hear this and start to. And if it's not in September, and this is July of whatever whatever year, take it then. Right. Take that time to invest in your growth and know that the promise of wisdom can happen, and and it will if you just. If you just seek it. Right. So Proverbs, hugely practical, talks about everything from who your friends are, talks about how to do finance as well, talks about prostitution, it talks about women, it talks about marriage, it talks about all the practical stuff that our culture is giving to us in videos and in movies and in conversations, some of it with wisdom, a lot of it with just narcissism. Yeah. And this kind of resets it and goes, no, 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 no. There's a way that God intended things to be. And it's a better way. Yeah. It's a better way. Yeah. And so learn the better way early and try to organize your life around the better way and just be amazed at how God shows up. Um, even when we're not in the better way, God always shows up. That's a great thing. That's the good news. God always shows up with grace, with mercy and forgiveness. But there's a better way. 
And so, anyways, that's the the challenge we have for you this week, gentlemen. And so, uh, um, and that's what we're going to be talking about the next few weeks. We're going to dive in and we're going to uh, pick some of the phrases, some of the words of wisdom from the the proverbs that Bill and I have come across, yeah. and kind of unpack those a little bit and see what they might mean. So we'll 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 see what happens. Looking forward to it, guys. All have right. a great day. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy Podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.